Okay, okay, okay. Here's the commissioner, right? I promise we will get a deal by December 1st. I promise we'll get a deal for the CBA by December 1st. Here's me. Well, sorry, Mr. Commissioner, um, not to be any smart at all, but, like, um, it's December 4th. Welcome to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball, the podcast show that covers all 52 weeks of the MLB year, starting from number one to number 52. I am your host, Dan Young, and holy cow, we have a lot to go over, a lot of big free agent name signings, a lot of things that we're going to rage about, and a lot of things that uh, just need to be talked about. Big shout out to my good friend, Anderson Davis, for the amazing intro, and a big shout out to his good friend, Josh Peterson, for the awesome logo, with which have gotten through me with gotten with me through the entire year we are exactly four weeks away four weeks yeah four weeks away after this episode of completing our first ever podcast season this is so awesome it's so great um uh, you know again thank you to all my listeners out there we've gotten i think 355 listens over the past year this is great um but now let's get into some baseball. Wow, I woke up this past week and I was like, what the heck is going on? We I saw people signing left, I saw people signing right, and I remember, oh yeah. The the uh CBA deadline is Wednesday. Uh it's Saturday right now, but like yeah, I forgot CBA deadline is Wednesday. So we're gonna talk about that today as well. So if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so so that you can get to your weekly updates on MLB baseball. With further ado, let's get into the episode. Starting off with at the beginning of the week, Avisayul Garcia signs a four-year deal worth fifty-three million dollars with the Marlins. I think this is a great signing with the Marlins. I I mean I thought he was gonna to try to go back to the Brewers, but the Marlins bring him in. This is a great signing. Gives some power in that outfield. Gets some contact hitting as well. Maybe he can be a DH if the National League has the universal DH. Still think that's stupid. But obviously, El Garcia signs with the Marlins. Great signing there so that they can bolster their outfield. The Marlins have been looking a little bit sneaky this year. So keep an eye out for them. Byron Buxton agrees to a seven-year, $100 million extension with the Twins. Now, yes, that's not as much as the seven-year. Let me find it first. As the seven-year. Well. If I could find it, but like I guess not, but not as much as the seven-year deal that Jose Brio signed with the Blue Jays. I think that's because the Byron Buxton that Byron Buxton has had some injury issues over in the past, but if he's healthy for the entire year, he has a chance to win the MVP. He's a great player. It's a great sign for the Twins. Bring guy in, possibly can be like a twin for life or so, and I think that's again a great signing. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great sign. I think that's a good one to have, and you know, just keep Byron Buxton as the you know center fielder of the future because that's what he's going to be for the Minnesota Twins. 
Moving on to one, well, first of all, we'll talk about this next big sign. But another big sign, the Texas Rangers are looking like they're going all in. They signed John Gray to a four-year, $56 million deal. John Gray, I think, is an underrated pitcher. I think he's one of the most underrated pitchers of, like, you know, I think he's one of the most underrated pitchers of this time. I think he's really good. I think he can pitch really good. I think, I mean, he, he's not an all-star. He's not an all-star caliber pitcher, but yeah, he's still a great pitcher. He signs with the Rangers. I think it's going to give them like an ace in the rotation, maybe a second guy if you need it. If the Rangers can do it and bolster that rotation even more. And right now the Rangers are looking like a sneaky team right now. I'll talk about more about that. But the Rangers do sign John Gray to a four-year, $56 million deal. Another signing that that took place on Monday, I think, yeah, Monday, Marcus Simeon signs a seven-year, $175 million deal with the Rangers. I was not expecting that. I was expecting Marcus to sign, like, I don't know, a three-year deal worth maybe $75 million. Seven years. That is completely crazy right there. Marcus Simeon signing a seven-year deal. And, of course, we have more deals to talk about, too. And the other one that you know what, what's going to come up. The Marcus Simeon gonna come in for the Rangers. Gonna be a, a great asset to him. He's gonna be. I can see him in a Rangers uniform. I can imagine him in a Rangers uniform. But Simeon is going to be a great asset for that team. He's gonna be an MVP caliber player. He showed that you know this past year. It's a great signing for the Texas Rangers. Welcome the squad, Marcus Simeon. And we'll get into the other signings here in a little bit. So, let's look at the other signings from this past week as well. Kevin Gosman signs a five-year, $110 million deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. Great signing by the Blue Jays. This is fantastic right now. And so, because they lost Robbie Ray. They lost Robbie Ray. They, they don't really have that good of a starting rotation. Bullshit that starting rotation. They already got Jose Brios. They're getting back Kevin. They're getting Kevin Gosman now. This is a great signing for the Blue Jays to get Kevin Gosman because that's a guy who can pitch well. He can be reliable in that rotation. Or if he's not that reliable, you can always put him in the bullpen. Now, giving him five years on a $110 million deal, I think that's a little bit iffy there. I would have given him two. I wouldn't have given him five because you never know how he's going to pan out. Just like the Orioles. The Orioles signed him to a big contract until they released him because he didn't really pan out. He didn't really do that good. But Kevin Gossman's turning around his career, so maybe he'll do better. But, you know, best of luck to the Blue Jays. Hopefully it doesn't go in the wrong direction. Max Scherzer signs a three-year, $130 million deal with the Mets. What is going on, people? Yeah, he signed a three-year, $130 million deal with the Mets. The Mets are going all in this year. They're going to try to win the NL East. They've got the two best pitchers in the major leagues in that rotation, Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, going 1-2 probably for you. That deal, actually, too, makes Max Scherzer the highest paid Million, the highest paid per year pitcher in the Major League Baseball. So, like, he's so divide 130 million by 30 by three. I'm sorry, and that will give you how much money he's getting per per year. And the Mets are willing to do that three years, though. It's gonna be until he's like age 40, I'm pretty sure. So, Max Scherzer, though, it's just like Justin Verlander, he's a fine wine, he gets better as he ages, and Max Scherzer is just doing that, and he's doing really well with it as well. And 
you know, going to the Mets, I think it's a great sign for the Mets, but the Mets are just going all in this year. They already got three big free agent signs last week. They get another one in Max Scherzer. This could be the Mets' year to win the NL East. I don't know about the World Series. They need a little bit more talent on the bullpen side and the starting rotation side. But Max Scherzer, though, signing with the Mets is still a big signing and a great asset for New York. Again, what is going on? Robbie Ray signs a five-year, $115 million deal with the Seattle Mariners. Robbie Ray, holy cow, goes to the Mariners. Great asset for Seattle. And you know what, too? Seattle is really looking like a sneaky team this year. It's really looking like they could possibly go for the wild card, maybe the AL West. Maybe they can dethrone the Houston Astros. We'll we'll talk about that maybe in my next year's predictions or so. But Robbie Ray sends a five-year deal, $115 million with the Seattle Mariners. He's going to be great, great assets to that rotation. He's going to be a strikeout pitcher. He's not going to be a real um no hit pitcher he's gonna he's gonna give up some walks he's not gonna be uh the he's better with the strikeouts he finally got his control down this year to win the Cy young but like robbie ray this is a great sign by the mirrors it's give that some depth in that rotation you you know and if they need to they can always put a guy from that rotation they had last year into the bullpen which i could see them doing but robbie ray signing a deal with the mirrors great sign there Corey Seager, we get to it, boys. And Corey Seager signs a 10-year, $325 million deal with the Texas Rangers. I was not expecting this at all. I thought it was going to be about one year. I thought it was going to be about two years. Maybe, at most, four years. No, he signs a 10-year deal with the Rangers, solidifying that he's probably going to be a Ranger for life unless he goes back to the Dodgers at, the like I don't know, age 37. So Corey Seager signed a 10-year, $325 million deal with the Rangers, making him another pay player that's over $300 million. And with that, if you put it all together, the Rangers spent, just that just this past week, the Rangers spent $556 million total just this past week. And I'm sitting here as a Reds fan, and I'm like, Cincinnati, you lost um, Wayne Miley. You lost Bryce Iglesias, Michael Lorenzo. And I'm like, sign someone. I don't know how this happens, but the Rangers had Rangers apparently have $556 million sitting around. Cincinnati's just playing cheap skates. That's what's happening. But Corey Seager signs a massive deal with the Rangers, and it makes me wonder, is Marcus Simeon going to start short, or is Corey Seager going to start short? We'll have to figure that out in a little in you know when it comes next year. These Miami Mar I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna start this off. I'm so sorry, Pittsburgh Pirates fans. You just you, your catcher just won a gold glove. And he just got sent to another team. I know how it feels, okay? I know how it feels because I was Reds fan once and I remember that in the same year we traded away Devin Mesoraco, Jay Bruce, and I think we even traded Roldis Chapman away too. It was a sad year. It was a really sad year because we knew we we're in rebuilding mode. But I'm so sorry, Pirates fans. This really hurts, and I know it does. But the Marlins acquire Jacob Stallings, the Gold Glove winner from this year at catcher. In exchange, the Pirates acquire Zach Thompson, right-handed pitcher Zach Thompson, and Kyle Nicholas, and outfielder Connor Scott. And I'll just say sympathy because I usually don't, Pirates fans. It's gonna hurt for like the next five years. So 
Hang in there, Pirates fans. You'll get there. But, hey, the prospects that you're getting to are looking pretty good with Zach Thompson and Kyle, Kyle Nicholas. And Connor Scott looks like to be a pretty good fielder hitter as well. So there's some hope for the future. But, again, Pirates fans, I'm sorry. You, your catcher just won a gold glove and you're trading him away. I'm, I'm really sorry. And moving on to other news, Kirby Yates. If you remember him, he was pitching with the Blue Jays last year. But Kirby Yates signs a two-year, $8.25 million deal with the Atlanta Braves, plus an option for 2024. Great signing by the Braves. I, I mean, their bullpen was something that was horrible last year. They still they had um, let go Richard Rodriguez. Rich Rodriguez is still a great reliever. If anybody's looking for a reliever, specifically Cincinnati, pick him up immediately because he's going to be a good closer setup guy in that bullpen. But Kirby Yates signs a deal with the Braves. He's going to be there for about two years, also with a club option for 2024, or is that player option? I'm pretty sure it's player option. But Kirby Yates, though, probably not going to be a closer, but he's going to be like a setup slash closer kind of guy because I already got Will Smith down there. But it's a great sign for the Braves. Good job for them. Jan Gomes signs a two-year, $13 million deal with the Chicago Cubs coming in to be the catcher. They still have Wilson Contreras, though, so he's probably going to still catch, but Jan Gomes will be a backup. That's a solidified backup right there. Jan Gomes can be a great backup. He's a great veteran presence in that clubhouse. Signs of the Cubs, that's good. Big news, and I'm so happy because I think I'm going to be a Tigers fan for this year. Javier Baez signs a six-year, $140 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. That's the Chicago Tigers. I'm so sorry. I, mean, I thought I was going to be a Tigers fan this year. But anyway, he signs a six-year, $140 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. So Baez will come in and play for Detroit. He's probably going to be their new shortstop because Nico Goodrum sucks, you know, hitting-wise. But... Javier Baez will sign with the Tigers. That's so good. I'm so happy we get a guy who can actually hit well and just be a veteran leader in that presence. He signs with the Tigers. I'm so I'm so glad. But still, still, Javi can play second. So we can still get Carlos Correa. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The White Sox re-sign infielder outfielder Larry Garcia to a three-year deal. And this is just going to... I mean, this is good for them because the White Sox are bringing back a veteran presence again, a guy who could be really good in the clubhouse. He's probably going to sit the bench mo most of the time because the White Sox are stacked. But Garcia, though, is still a great guy to have out there. Resign him to a th three-year deal. Good job by them. Let's go back to Javier Baez for a little bit. I think that's a great sign for the Tigers. They need the shortstop. And it's gonna. the Tigers are looking like a sneaky team as well this year. They could be a top powerhouse in the AL if they can put all the pieces together. They need to still get a little bit help in the bullpen. Maybe another bat, free agent bat, if you can get one at all, and maybe a little bit, sprinkle in a little bit veteran presence into the starting rotation, and you will be good to go for the next year. Great sign by the Tigers, and great sign by the White Sox, too, bringing back another veteran presence there. Clint Frazier signs a one-year deal with the Chicago Cubs. Oh, my gosh. The Reds had him right there. They were even talking about trading for him last year, and it didn't happen. Or not last year, but, like, yeah, actually last year. Yeah, they thought about trading for him last year or two years ago. It didn't happen. And Frazier signed. And, you know, immediately after the Yankees let him go, it's right there, Reds. It's right there, Cincinnati. You need a right fielder. It's right there. 
No, we're penny pinchers and we're cheap skates. And the Cubs signed him to a one-year deal. So, and that's why I'm going to be a Tiger streamer for this year. Moving on. The Miami Marlins acquired Joey Wendell, infielder Joey Wendell, this year, which is surprising because I think he was an all-star this year. In exchange, the Rays acquire outfitter Cameron Misner, the number 21 prospect. It's surprising that the Rays are doing this because they're giving up a big infield guy and Joey Wendell who can hit and he can field. It's kind of sad that he's leaving Tampa Bay and going to Miami. But again, Miami is looking like a sneaky team this year, so keep an eye out for that. Cesar Hernandez signs a one-year deal with the Washington Nationals. That is a great, I think, deal with the Nationals and Hernandez as well. Because he keeps signing one-year deals. That's good so that you can prove yourself that you can keep getting better and better and better. He signed a deal with the Nationals. That's a great, great deal, I think, so that the Nationals can get an infield bat. They need a guy at second base or shortstop. And Hernandez can be a great leadoff bat. He can hit for power at some times, but he's a good contact, speed-first kind of guy. He's going to be good in that Nationals lineup since, you know, they're missing Trey Turner now. Rysel Iglesias signs a four-year, $58 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels. And again, the Cincinnati Reds missed out on him again to bring him back as a closer. Who's going to be our closer this year? I mean, honestly, we can't do Amir Garrett. I mean, we already know what happened with that. But Rysel Iglesias signs a four-year, $58 million deal with the Los Angeles Angels. I think it's a great deal since Iglesias had a great season last year. He deserves the money, and he can keep it up this year. And possibly he can just climb up that saves leaderboard and just keep doing better because he's a great pitcher, and this is a great deal for the Los Angeles Angels. Get some help in that bullpen. James Paxton signs a one-year, $10 million deal with the Red Sox. Includes club options for 2023 and 2024. I think that's a good sign for the Red Sox. They already lost Eduardo Rodriguez. Again, back at, they're getting the guy of James Paxton. He's going to be a great, I guess, left-handed arm in that rotation. He's a veteran presence. He's not going to be like too good like James Paxton. Seattle Mariners good, but like he's still going to be a good. Uh, pitcher for sure but James Paxton going to the Red Sox gives some help in that rotation after they lose out on Eduardo Rodriguez Chris Taylor goes back to the Dodgers on a four-year 60 million dollar deal holy cow they missed out again but like the Chris Taylor I mean we thought the Mariners were gonna get them get them they signed Robbie Ray they got Adam Frazier they really didn't need him then and he goes to the Dodgers that's a great I think and you go it's like the Dod- that, that's a good sign for the Dodgers because they need a guy like that, Chris Taylor, who can just come in and, you know, be a utility guy, but be a great bench bat for sure. He's really like a, a full-time bench bat guy. Marcus Stroman signs a three-year, $71 million deal with the Chicago Cubs and the Reds. Again, missed out on Marcus Stroman, who we could have gotten to bolster our rotation after we've lost one, Wade, Wade Miley, two, Jeff Hoffman sucks, and three, we're talking about trading Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo. So, Marcus Stroman signing the deal with the Cubs really hurts me because he's going, not only because he's going to a division rival, but still, he's, the Reds could have gotten him, and I'm super ticked about that. The Milwaukee Brewers acquire outfitter Hunter Renfro in exchange. The Red Sox acquire Jackie Bradley Jr. He's going back to the Red Sox. 
David Hamilton and Alex Benelis. I think it's it's an, it's an okay trade. I mean, the Red Sox are getting back JBJ. That's good. But, like, the Brewers getting Hunter Renfro. I mean, uh, the Reds, I don't know if JBJ is that good. It's always hyped up to be. And I think the Brewers got a steal here. I think that Hunter Renfro going to them is a, a great trade, I'm pretty sure. But David Hamilton and Alex Benelis look to be great prospects as well. So keep an eye out for those. Finally, before we get to the big stuff, Michael Lorenzen signs a one-year $6.25 million deal with his hometown Los Angeles Angels. Yes, he's from Anaheim. And yes, I'm sad because it is Cincinnati Red who left us again. But at least he's going to Rysel Iglesias. So still a great time for the Angels. Bolsters that bullpen, possibly his arm in the starting rotation if they need him. That's just great. I think it's the this is the way to go for the Angels. And he's, yeah. The Angels are becoming more of a sneaky team. They just need some more offense. So before we get to the CBA agreement, we're going to talk about, we're going to have a little bit of a break. Currently, it is December 4th, 9... 34 p.m. I mean, a.m. I'm sorry, 9.34 a.m. December 4th. We were supposed to have a CBA agreement by midnight December 1st. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the lockout. We're in the MLB lockout now. And what I mean by the lockout is that you can show all the coaches' faces on the MLB.com, but you can't show any of the players. It looks like a ghost town, honestly. You can't trade anybody. You can't sign anybody. You can't show any of the players' faces because they're on the players' association side. But you can show the coaches because they're on the MLB side. Please get rid of Rob Com- Rob Manfred. I mean, honestly, he's like, I'm going to get a deal by December 1st. And now he it's already passed. They can't agree. And then he's like, I'm still going to try to get a deal as quickly as possible. I'm like, Rob, I'll believe it when I see it. Because I don't believe you anymore because of what you've done to this game. I mean, honestly, you have really screwed up this game. And I'm just going to call him out now. You've really screwed up this game. You're trying to change and mess with things that should not be changed. And just agree with the CBA, okay? Whatever the CBA wants, give it to them, okay? We as fans, do you even care uh, as us as fans? Because we as fans want baseball. We want to see the news. We want to see the great things. We want to see our favorite players do well, and yet we can't see that. Or we want to see our favorite players do stuff. We can't see that because we're in a lockout. Bring back baseball, and please... We don't want to strike this year, not like 1994. Because I mean, what would I do if why would I what would I do with a podcast? I mean, honestly, like what I don't know what to do. Maybe I have to resort to like the NFL or something. But please get this agreement done so that we can get back to baseball, so that we can get back to the great American game, and not what Rob Manfred calls it, and what he calls it is money. I mean, honestly, he's just. Get Rob Manfred out of there. We need someone who cares as a commissioner. We we really do. But that's all that we need to talk about for the week. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so. So you can get your weekly updates on MLB Baseball. And just please, if you 
pray at all that like we can get back to baseball, that I can just keep doing this podcast, and that if we don't have any news this next week, I'm just going to give you a heads up now. If we don't have any news this next week, I'm going to do a reaction recording to me of my 2021 uh, predictions for this past year. I know I already got one right. That was the Atlanta Braves, but I'm just going to do a recording about that and, you know, to do my reaction. What do you guys think of me um, in my predictions at all? So stay tuned for that. I will see you next week. And please, I hope we get a CBA agreement down. I want baseball back. <laughs>